You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it's your boy, your host, Sosa Kermenjas. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Do you guys have any fantasy football questions that you need answered before your draft? Don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live, so go submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. And I got my man Brad Motter on this episode. Brad, I seen you asking some fantasy questions on Twitter earlier today, man. You might have to go shoot them a little message and see what they're thinking about that running back situation. Yeah, I'm going to have to drop that in there because uh, nobody <laughs> on Twitter gave me advice, at least from what I've seen so far. I'm in this 10-team uh, league. I'm drafting 10th. And I think I'm like the whole thing is like, oh, well, get your running back. And I'm like, I'm in love with wide receivers at, at the 10, 11 pick. So uh, there's a lot of depth in some positions uh, at the at the running back. And I might go wide receiver, wide receiver, I might go wide receiver, tight end. But you're right. I need to submit a question to those guys since uh, everyone else on Twitter is like, nope, not important, not answering that. So come on, guys, give me a reply. I need to know because. I've done way too many mock drafts. Now I'm in my own head about it. <laughs> you know what? I should probably be shooting you over some advice too. Um, quick advice. I usually go running back, running back uh, round one, round two. And I like it at the turn there too, at number 10, 11, I'm guessing you're picking. So that's, yeah, the, that's just, the kind of spot. There. It just depends on who's there, right? Like Eckler's yep. there. I'm pretty excited. Like uh, Taylor's there. I feel more a little risky on like, okay, where are the Colts? Like, are they going to lean on him heavy? Then he's, you know, second year kind of like that sophomore slump, like Mm -hmm. not too excited about who's left in that late, you know, first round where there's like guys like Tyreek Hill, uh, Mm -hmm. there's D hop, there's potentially Travis Kelsey. Like there's some like guys that you can look at being like, okay, those two guys together could put up 80 points in a week and win you a week where I don't know the running back game. I mean, there's some decent, you know, second or like third, fourth round guys that, you know, continue to fall that are going to be starters. Like, um, what's his name in Atlanta that came from Carolina? Like Mike Davis, Mike Davis is always around even in like the sixth, seventh round. I'm like, that's a starter. Mm -hmm. Like I know that offense isn't one to maybe fall in love with, but new coach, new system, like Julio's gone. They're going to have to find a way to get it done different ways. And I'm a big fan of, um, I love how I'm a big fan. I don't remember his name right now, but uh, the running back for the <laughs> Jets, the rookie, like he's Michael still, Carter. Yeah. Michael Carter, man. He's deep. That could be a starter. Uh, so there's a lot of depth there that I'm just like, I, I always seem to go against the grain when everyone's like, go running back, running back. And I'm just like, I just want to go wide receiver, wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the age-old question right there, right? Do you want to go like second-tier running back or do you want to get your first dib and first pick at the best of the best at the receiver spot or tight end spot? So always a question to have, but you know we're going to put that aside for now. We wasted like half the freaking <laughs> segment here. <laughs> so we're off and running. We're dive into these topics for today. And these guys have heard me yap my mouth about the game plenty enough, but I want to definitely hear some of your takeaways from this first game. Uh, in the second segment, we're going to dive into a few injury updates, which once again, some not so great news for some players on the Rams, one on the offense, one on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's very severe. So we'll dive into that in the second segment. And there's a few fun tidbits that we also want to dive into later in this segment as well as talk about what the Rams and the Raiders have to look out for in their upcoming joint practices, as well as their preseason week two game. 
So, Brad, we're going to dive into this first segment now. Um, these people have heard me talk about this game ad nauseum. Some of the guys that stood out for me, uh, some of the guys that maybe didn't impress or didn't put what I personally wanted to see on the field. So, you know, I had my takeaways. Uh, what is your sort of overarching takeaway from this game? And does anything kind of stick in your mind now that you've sort of had a few days to let it soak? Yeah, you did a great job recapping it. And I think I, you know, just to wrap it up quickly on some of the overlining factors, I'm pretty on point with you, right? The winners and losers were pretty obvious. Like Bryson Hopkins, like definitely a loser, you know, like mm-hmm. seeing Jacob Harris just bring the buzz, bring the excitement, get, I think you said nine targets. Like that's a guy that's going to be jumping up as we're talking about young guys making that move. Uh, the O-line depth is like, scary at this point right like so if brian allen goes down who i'm not even excited about where do we go and i know there were a couple guys in there that had some moments but the depth of our o-line is just screaming at us right now not a good way so really hope for the health of our other guys which is tough because i also do want to see brian allen sometime this preseason to kind of get a gauge on where he's at same with austin corbett but i know McVeigh has his mindset on how he's going to, you know, play that out. And we probably won't see any of those guys. And, and then you feel bad for, um, Ben Skronik or what? Oh, help me Skoronic. out. Skoronic. Skoronic. <laughs> uh, broken forearm. Like that sucks. He, he was a guy that you talked about making that move, but this is what it opens the door for. And you talked about it yesterday. Does Tristan Jackson kind of pick up those pieces and, and make a run for that last spot if they end up going um, you know, six deep at the wide receiver. And it was nice to see we had some good positive signs of the return game. Really at any point, I know it's preseason, but we threw anybody back there and they seem to have a great return. So I'm kind of weirdly excited about the return game, knowing that we've got some speedsters and, um, you know, it was also good to see, you know, our first pick out there in 2-2 Atwell um, getting some run and, and looking explosive at times. So there were some highlights and then obviously there were some low lights and, and you have to be understanding of the game and who's playing. And uh, we already cut down five guys down to 85. So this cut will continue and we'll start to see who actually is on this roster. But um, depth at O-line probably is the biggest thing that scares me because we're an injury or two away from seeing some of these guys in the starting role. Yeah, I think it, every team sort of feels like that, right? About that offensive line. And I sort of talked about it's like, Everyone would love to have maybe one or two or four or five guys on your backup offensive line that could step in and be quality starters or at least decent, but it's just not the reality. I mean, you look around the NFL and how many teams have five good starters? Is there any? Is it maybe one? The Dallas Cowboys are like, you know, there's not that many to choose from. And we talked about it too. I mean, Brian Allen, he's quite a big question mark right now. So your starters have some question marks. Never mind your backup. Right, so right. I think everyone would be holding their breath in a bad way if the Rams or if any of these teams end up losing some of their offensive linemen to injuries. But, you know, I think we are kind of on the same page in terms of it was good to just see everyone back out there. You know, you start to see some of these younger guys that we probably don't know that well. You know, like I haven't seen a lot of these guys play football before. Hell, I haven't even heard of some of these guys before. Right. So it was good to get like an introductory to how they play, what kind of style do they play with. And, you know, it was good to see the rookie class, like you mentioned. We finally, after all the speculation, got to see some of the Ernest Joneses, uh, the Tutu Atwells, Jacob Harris. And I hope going into this game, they can start to get some of these other guys in these games too, like Bobby Brown, for example. We didn't see him in that game, I don't think. Robert Rochelle, I don't believe he played either. And, of course, those guys were injured and both had surgery like two weeks ago. So maybe they won't play, but hopefully we get to see them and hopefully we get to see a little bit more extended action for some of these guys that did stand out in that first game. And that is going to do it for that wrap up of the 
first preseason game, you know, we've talked about it a lot and I think we're all kind of on the same page here. It was good to finally see all these guys back in action. Uh, there's no more feel good stories. Now you only have two games left to make your mark and to try and make this roster. So things are really about to pick up, but in the next segment, we're going to dive into an injury update to Leonard Floyd, as well as Tristan Jackson and a funny tidbit between Ernest Jones and Raheem Morris that Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic shared, so make sure to stick around for that. And of course, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams. If you guys are into betting, I want to introduce you to one of our sponsors for today's episode called BetOnline.ag. It's football season. Football is completely back now. There's a bunch of of other sports that you can also bet on, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, and your MMA action. And of course, the granddaddy of them all, the NFL. You guys can go bet on weekly spreads, player props, futures bets. I've placed a few myself, Matthew Stafford for MVP this season. You better believe I did. Of course, odds maybe not that great, but the payoff is, and you guys should absolutely check them out if you do want to play some bets. It makes these games a little bit more interesting and exciting, especially throughout the preseason. So before the next snap, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't need to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here of this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. We're now going to dive into what I mentioned prior to the break, and it's a little bit more bad news. Of course, you know, we've dove into all the prior injuries, the guys like Cam Akers, who unfortunately suffered a season ender. Some of the other guys like Bobby Brown, Robert Rochelle suffering, maybe not super serious injuries, but stuff that could keep them sidelined for a little bit of time. Ben Skoranek, like we talked about in the first segment too. And now two more unfortunate injuries. We don't know the severity of these just yet, but wide receiver Tristan Jackson, according to Jordan Rodriguez, did not practice in yesterday's practice, or I should say two days ago in practice while you guys are listening to this because of some sort of a knee ailment. He had a brace on his left knee. And this just sucks because this was a guy that I highlighted after the Ben Skoranek injury. And, you know, I talked about these two guys probably duking it out for that final wide receiver spot if the Rams elect to keep six on the roster or a potential practice squad spot. And now, you know, if he's not practicing, he's got a brace on his knee. You got to assume he's maybe questionable for these next two days of practice throughout these joint practices with the Raiders, as well as the game on Saturday evening. And that would just really be unfortunate for this guy because I really thought that, you know, coming out of that first game, he was one of the guys that really left a good impression on me. When you look back to that touchdown, I think he showed a lot on that play in terms of his route running ability. And obviously following along throughout the last few weeks of training camp practices, Jordan and some of the other beat reporters around the Rams camp mentioned that Jackson was a guy that stood out a lot in these practices. So hopefully it's not a serious one. Hopefully he can suit up on Saturday, but obviously not great news right now. And then on the other side of the ball, quite a big injury for the Rams. And I think knock on wood for now, everything seems to be okay in terms of the severity But Leonard Floyd, edge rusher, he tweaked his ankle in practice in the same practice that Tristan Jackson was not participating in, and he had to get it taped up once again, and I think he went back out there, tweaked it again, and then just ended up walking off under his own power, and man, that one is a scary one, because when you look at this edge rusher list, we know Terrell Lewis is hardly practicing with the knee issues. Uh, You look at some of the other guys, Obo Okoronko, he's had some injury issues in the past. 
Justin Hollins, quite a question mark right now. And after that, I mean, do you really have anything left on this roster? Justin Lawler, is that a guy you can depend on? Leonard Floyd is like the lifeline of these guys. And if the Rams lose him for an extended period of time, that would just be terrible. So sounds like it's not too serious right now. You know, hopefully he can get right over the next few weeks and come back to week one, fully fresh, fully 100% ready to go. But Brad, what's going on here? It feels like the Rams injury <laughs> luck is finally not going their way after so many seasons of having great luck on this front. Yeah, that that's the crazy thing too, because it was so many years where we felt like we were just so healthy and and mm-hmm. maybe the outliner of Todd Gurley's knee, but that was never admitted. We never admitted to that injury. It was just yeah. something we talked about behind everyone's back. But um, no, it's it's a bummer. But you really hope that there's guys deeper on this roster like a Justin Lawler that says, okay, all I need is those extra. 10, 15 snaps. It's not the way you want to get them to 10, 15 snaps, but uh, those guys are going to have these opportunities. And that's why you bring in 90 guys at the beginning of camp. So you can kind of, you know, one, weed some guys out by yourself. And then two, figure out who your depth is, who's going on that practice squad, who's going to be the guy that is the next man up. And, and there's a lot of opportunity, especially in that linebacker. And as we talked about um, in that O-line, because it's not like a position like wide receiver where we got ton of depth or in the secondary where we could probably be okay losing a guy for a little bit because there's plenty of guys to fill in. But uh, that linebacker role, it's going to be wide open for someone to kind of come in and compete. But hopefully, like McVay is kind of easing out. Well, not easing out. He really just isn't playing any of those starters. That guys like that uh, will figure out a way to uh, to manage that injury. But as he said yesterday in one of his press conferences, and someone asked him, like, you know, are you feeling good? You know, is this team coming together? And he's like, no, it's the beginning of training camp still for them, and they've got a long way to go. So uh, having guys like Leonard Floyd, even though he was here last year, it does kind of, um, you know, it's like a stub in the toe for that defense to kind of not have everybody out there. As they've got some of these big practices coming up, um, you know, with the Raiders over the next couple of days and getting for this uh, next preseason game. So uh, some of those practices are even more valuable uh, than preseason for or a lot of those guys. So hopefully, you know, some rest and some some treatment and they'll get back out there. But um, always concerning when you see guys going down, especially like Leonard Floyd, that you're like, all right, we know he's there. We don't have to worry about filling that position. And, you know, we're thinking about who's going to be the other guy on the opposite side. And now you're all of a sudden maybe talking about trying to get two guys. And that's hopefully not the case. And hopefully this is just precautionary and it's ankle. And But you just worry like week three, you know, after a couple games, like how strong is that ankle? You know, how mm-hmm. was it really, you know, is that something he's going to be lingering? How many times do you hear postseason someone going, oh, yeah, man, I tweaked something week one and just played yeah. through it the whole season. And you hope that's not the case for him because uh, guys are going to tough it out. But you like them to be you know, full strength as long as they can and not be kind of bringing something from, you know, training camp into the regular season. Yeah. And that's kind of the concern for me too, is like you mentioned, these kind of things might flare up, you know, and I talked about that after Matthew Stafford hurt his thumb. It's like, yeah, you might be a hundred percent or you might think you're a hundred percent in three weeks, but what happens in week six when you, you know, get hit again in that thumb or in that ankle and is it something that's going to flare up and then start to affect your game? And, you know, so we're not doctors. We don't really know 100% what's going on, of course. Uh, all we can hope for is the best, of course. So a little bit of, you know, a somber mood because these things just keep happening to the Rams, apparently. I don't know why. Hopefully, you know, their injury news starts to kind of go in their favor moving forward. And like you mentioned, you know, they're not going to play in these games anyway, so they do have time to rest. But it is always good to get those reps in, especially in these joint practices, again, like you mentioned, because these are pretty much the games for the Rams starters. They're not going to play in these games pretty much. Sean McVay has already mentioned it. Not every single player. I'm not sure, you know, to what extent he's going to bench these guys, but 
in my opinion, I wouldn't be shocked at all if not a single starter sees one snap throughout the next two games. And so, of course, the joint practices that they had with the Cowboys, as well as these ones upcoming with the Raiders, those are essentially your opportunities to knock the rust off and to gel with your teammates and to get those preseason type of reps. So unfortunate that he's probably going to miss out on that. Maybe he won't, but hopefully he can go into this season healthy. Now, something that I dug up here from Jordan that she shared that I thought was really funny, and we had a decent laugh about this pre-recording here. Basically, she said that Raheem Morris, while he was calling plays in the game, of course, he has the headset that he can communicate with one player on the defense, and that was Ernest Jones to start out the game. He had that green dot on his helmet, as we call it, which means he has the ability to communicate with Raheem Morris. And uh, Jordan said that Raheem Morris said that he pressed the wrong button on the headset for <laughs> Ernest Jones's helmet, Mike, and the entire first drive versus the Chargers, Ernest Jones was basically out there calling defensive plays just on his own. And then that Morris said, you know, the rookie inside linebacker showed a ton of poise in that situation, but we kind of laughed about it. And I mentioned it and I posted it on Twitter and I'm like, yeah, I think we could tell, you know, like the Chargers <laughs> actually had a 20 play drive to start the game. I don't know how many times I've seen that in the course of my life. And I've watched a lot of football. 20 plays is a lot. Of course, you know, they held in the red zone there. It was kind of a bend but don't break situation, which was funny. But you got to enjoy and, um, you know, not only enjoy this funny little tidbit, but appreciate the resolve of a rookie to just yeah. kind of stay out there in his first game and to just kind of suck it up and do the best he can with what weird situation he was handed, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's preseason for all of us, right? And it's good to yeah. get that out of the way now. And it, it kind of actually, as a coach, it would be a fun thing. I don't want to say prank your player, but to just kind of go like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to start the game and I'm not giving him nothing. Let's see what he does. Yeah. And to see that he you know, spark into action and got some plays out. Yes. Like you said, 20 play drive, like we got to work on the results there, but Hey, the man didn't come running over the sideline and freaking out. And maybe a timeout would have worked well there, but um, Mm -hmm. it's pretty funny to see that. And it's like, we've all been there too. Cause I mean, I know me and you have both done this when recording a podcast where you're talking and you're like, isn't that right? And then you realize, oh, I've been talking to myself for the last five minutes and my <laughs> caller is gone. You know, like, so you get yeah. those moments where you're on the phone and that happens. So uh, I can't imagine it happening in an NFL game preseason. And this is your first time on that set and or a rookie. And you're like, oh man, they're, they're messing with me. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see that he didn't freak out and, you know, was able to get some plays together, but uh, hopefully with the starters, they'd be able to get a better result, maybe a three and out and fix that headset. Yeah. Like you mentioned too, I never thought about that side of it, but maybe it was a good thing, right? You start to actually realize what kind of player he is in this high pressure situation. And Jordan talked about how the offense goes through like these mental periods or mental reps in training camp where they don't actually throw the football. For example, Matthew Stafford in a play, he won't actually go through that last 20% of the play. But up to that point, they're going to rep the play like it actually is being run. And it's sort of like a mental stress period where they want to put you under this stressful, you know, little section here and try to utilize your brain and see how you would react, go through your reads and things like that. And I feel like it's kind of like a similar aspect here in terms of you have nobody to hold your hand. It was kind of like, we're going to toss you in the fire. Like when you were a kid and you were thrown in the pool and nobody taught you how to swim. And it was like, you're going to learn how to swim on your own. Kind of felt like that in this situation. So a little bit funny, obviously, and it's a good story. But like you said, hopefully this kind of stuff doesn't happen in the regular season when the games actually matter. And prior to that happening, of course, the Rams do have joint practices against the Las Vegas Raiders, as well as their upcoming preseason week two contest against the Raiders as well. And we're going to dive into that in the next segment and highlight some of the things that we think are important going into these next two days 
for the Los Angeles Rams. And while we've got you, make sure to check back in throughout the next two days here at the Lockdown Rams podcast when we recap and cover everything you need to know about what's happening between the Rams and the Raiders at these joint practices. The fitness industry is so confusing and oversaturated with so much BS information. I think that I have the right to say that as a person who has lost 155 pounds over the last three or so years. And I know it always comes down to your protein intake. You need to be able to eat enough protein to be satiated and to continue burning fat, but at the same time, retaining as much muscle mass as possible. And I'm so glad that I have something to share with you guys called the Built Bar. They are by far the best protein bars on the market. They're so delicious. They have nine different flavors. You can't really get bored because they have so much variety. They're also healthy, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you on a keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. All you have to do is just go follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Wednesday episode. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I'm joined by my guy, Brad Motter, on the other line. And my man, Brad, the Rams are now going into joint practices against the Raiders over the next two days. And they've already done this with the Dallas Cowboys, which was awesome to see because they actually shared a live feed on YouTube. And we got to watch the entire practice, both sides of the ball, thankfully because of the Cowboys on YouTube. So I really appreciated them for that. We don't usually get a good look of practice like that. So maybe we're going to get another look like that between the Rams and the Raiders. I hope we do. That way we can really evaluate what's going on. And I just wanted to share that quickly with you guys, just in case, you know, you're looking and you want to watch the practice, it may be available. And I know a lot of people find that interesting, myself included. So now that we got that out of the way, the Rams have these next two days to practice against the Raiders prior to their game on Saturday. Is there anything in particular that you're sort of looking out for? And I know you kind of hinted at something pre-recording. You said that, you know, the starters might have a good opportunity here. So uh, I kind of just want to hear your thoughts about what you're looking for and uh, what you kind of expect for the Rams out of these next few days. Yeah. First, I'm ready to hit that, uh, smash that mute button because those Cowboys announcers were pretty, (laughs) pretty bad uh, when they were doing that live stream. But it was really cool to kind of get and actually see the footage there. But you're right. Again, going back to McVay talking the other day, and um, I think it was Lindsay or uh, Jordan Rodriguez was kind of asking him like about the players and what does this type of practice mean for them? And he basically said, like, this is their preseason game. We're not playing them in the preseason, but this is the closest they can get to that live action from another team in a controlled setting. And, like, you're going to tell me Aaron Donald's in a controlled setting at any point. Like, we saw what happened with the Cowboys. I can't wait to see him kind of rough it up and and for someone to try Aaron Donald again. Just try him because you know that he's not taking it. (laughs) And these are the moments he knows he's not getting the preseason. So this is him licking his chops going, I get a taste of smacking somebody else after being, you know, head to head with the Rams for all this camp. Like this is the moment these guys are looking for Stafford, this offense. We're going to get to see how they're clicking and, you know, hopefully come out injury free. I think that's as we kind of recapped in the previous segments, like can't really afford to have one of those major 
players go down for us. But I think it's going to be really awesome to see uh, the offense and how it's gelling along versus another competition and and see him set up in the red zone and see uh, what happens in certain situations. And there's such a good relationship between, uh, you know, McVeigh and Gruden that you would hope there's some overlying respect between these, these two teams and we, we shouldn't see too much. But again, it's football. It's the Raiders. They're known for being, you know, dirty, dust up and, you know, kind of getting getting grimy in there so i wouldn't expect anything less and it's two days right so maybe that first day something kind of lays the seed there and and day two they're going hey i'm not going to see you guys again so it's time to start getting a little little physical i remember being out at rams Mm -hmm. camp and you know back in the day it was the rams chargers kind of fight that i think Nikel roby coleman was in the mix of back in the day um and then obviously aaron donald versus the cowboys but i think it's just kind of a our chance to see them this is our starters preseason really and that's the way it comes down to it so uh number one has come out healthy number two is hopefully starting to look good and and you know hearing reports coming out that the rams d was dope and that the offense is clicking those are the two things we want to (laughs) hear and um and then third is you know everyone came out healthy so i'm excited to see it because again we're not going to see any of these guys on any other preseason games. So uh, ones versus ones, man, it's going to, you're going to start to see where everyone's at. And hopefully McVay comes out and says, Hey, we're, we're in a good place right now. You know, he's going to tell us they need to get back to work. We got to fix some things, but this is our chance to get to see, you know, our ones go at it. Definitely agree. You know, this is their preseason games basically. Uh, and when you were talking about the ruffling the feathers and kind of getting into fights, I don't know why, but I just remembered when the Rams had joint practices with the Cowboys too. Uh, but like years ago, it might've been when they just moved to LA and I can't recall his name. It was an undrafted corner and he punched Des Bryant in the face <laughs> and Des Bryant's earring literally flew off. I mean, that was hilarious, but also just kind of reminded me about how physical these practices actually get, man. Like, especially when there's two days, you know, like you said, that first day, you might like start to get on each other's nerves a little bit and start to piss each other off. And then in that second day, you know, that something simple can really spark something where you're kind of still annoyed from the day before if you had a bad practice, maybe something like that. So um, hopefully, you know, there's no, nothing stupid going on. Nobody gets hurt uh, because of a silly action or anything like that. Anytime I see Aaron Donald getting into one of those scrums, like you said, against Connor Williams, against the Dallas Cowboys a week or two ago, Man, my heart is in my throat. I'm like, hey, (laughs) keep this guy in bubble wrap, man. Do not let him near anybody. Like, get out of here, Connor Williams. Are you kidding me? You're trying to fight the best player in football right now. Imagine you hurt him. I mean, get out of here with that. So hopefully, you know, I like the physicality too. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy and kind of keep a cooler head there and uh, not lose their cool. But I'm definitely looking out for some interesting things too. You know, these backup quarterbacks are going to get decent run in this game. You can presume that. John Wolford is maybe not going to practice that much or if at all with that appendicitis that he just had. Um, And of course, like you said, the one-on-ones, I want to start to see this stuff. I want to see those pass rushers for the Rams versus the offensive line of the Raiders. You're finally going against some new guys. You don't have to practice against the same guy every single day, rep after rep. They know your moves. You know their pass sets. There's nothing new happening anymore. It's just the same old kind of stuff now. You get a new guy to practice against. You can try new moves. You can try different things. So I'm super excited to see how it's going to work out. I've always got my eyes on, you know, guys like Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey. Are they going to be able to lock up some of these guys that the Raiders have, you know, noted first round pick Henry Ruggs, the third, who is one of the fastest players in the NFL right now. And then the last thing that you mentioned too, there's the Sean McVay, John Gruden connection too. And it's kind of weird because I remember the first time I heard Sean McVay talk, I was like, This dude sounds exactly like John Gruden, man. It is so weird how 
alike they sound, like their tempo and their tone and the way they speak, so similar. And it makes sense because, you know, this guy brought him into the NFL and uh, they obviously have that connection from going way back in the day. So it's kind of funny, but definitely going to be a good few days of practice. And of course, you know, it's going to carry over into the game on Saturday. Presumably no starters are going to snap or suit up for the Rams there. Not 100% certain on that. We're going to share that over the next few days as we get our information. But I can assume that probably not going to happen. So we are going to focus on the practices for the next two days and make sure that we really get a good eye on these starters and see who's standing out, who's practicing in which capacity, who's maybe not doing so well, of course. And then that's going to carry over right into the games. And that's going to do it. For this episode, as always, we appreciate you guys for listening here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Make sure to tune back in Thursday and Friday when we cover everything you need to know about these joint practices between the Rams and the Raiders, as well as heading into Saturday when we host our post-game episode after the game. I'm going to stay up nice and late for you guys. Hopefully, you know, I can get a decent look at what happens in that game and still remember fresh off of that game late into the early morning there going into Sunday. So make sure to tune into that. And just a reminder, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MEP at LA underscore rambling bear and at lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.